Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about all the benefits of daydreaming as a supervisor or counselor. Right. So Heather, this week we read Five Reasons You Should Never Stop Daydreaming, published in Psychology Today 2021. And in our article, the first reason we should all continue to daydream is the benefits that it has for problem solving. Right. It lets you maybe think outside the box a little bit. Mm -hmm. If you daydream about things, then you can discover something you might have not thought of just cognitively working out a problem. Mm -hmm. I think a way that I do this with counselor or with, I'm sorry, with supervisees, but also with clients is that I might ask them to like, let's just come up with all the silly ideas that you can come up with. Right. Different things that you think I'll never do that, but it's just an option. Brainstorming. I have a dry erase board I use in my office and Mm. just if they can't get started, I just start writing on it and like hand it to them. Now your turn, write some on. Just oh, think like of that. all the different ideas. Do you, you ever use that with supervisees? I have. Yeah. Oh, fun. I like that idea. For yourself, have you ever had any good solutions come from daydreaming? I think so. I think sometimes when I'm not thinking clinically, and it usually happens not in my office. Mm-hmm. Like I might be at home doing something and I'm thinking about a client situation or a supervisee and I'm like, oh, this other thing will come to me because I'm not in that like clinical mindset. Uh-huh. Like you changed your environment. So you could, you felt, you didn't know that you felt this, but you felt more free to be flexible yes. or come up with different ideas. I think this also connects to a lot of people talking about, they do their best thinking when they're in the shower or when they're doing something kind of mindless, mm-hmm. like it's an activity. And then yeah. all of a sudden they're spurred by. Yeah, I do that. I think in the shower, cooking, grocery shopping, cleaning. Mm-hmm. Those are all my, yeah. like, I got to think about something. Yeah. So I'm cleaning something. I actually, I felt really bad about this. I think it was about a month ago. I went grocery shopping and I put headphones in and I started, I was listening to music and mm-hmm. getting everything I needed and got all the way to the register to check out and realized I didn't have a mask on. Oh my. <laughs> because I was just in my own world, right? just doing my, and I thought. And no one tapped you and said, that's hey what lady. I, that's what I thought. I, how many people did I walk by? And I thought. I do this all the time, but I remembered that on an aisle, I'd pass someone with a kid in their cart Mm -hmm. and I always smile at kids. So I even smiled at this person and like waved Mm -hmm. for something probably and thought they didn't even stop me. What's happening? So I must've been really in a good daydream. Right. It's a good spot. Problem solving. I think I do this. I come up with fun new solutions when Mm -hmm. I'm just daydreaming. Heather, the second point in our article is that daydreaming can really help to motivate people to meet goals. Yes. I think when I start daydreaming, and this can be about anything, but I have some places that I write down ideas. Like when I have an idea Uh about an article I want to write or a book that I want to read or something Uh like why or what prompted it. Uh And I think sometimes when I just start that one little thing, it will spin my mind off into, and then what if this, and then what Mm -hmm. if this, and it gets me going down that track of being motivated for this goal. I've used this in supervision before when my supervisees feel very like they don't know which direction to go Uh when they're very like, uh, I just greener, newer supervisees. And I think it helps them jump off into like, well, what if this, what if you took this position or did this job and they kind of get motivated to go further, push farther? Well, it's already February now, but this time last year, January ish, Mm -hmm. I went on a long weekend retreat. Oh, I remember that. And of course this year there weren't any options (laughs) like that, but I remember last year I was even trying to pick between which one sounded the most fun. Right. I'm really missing that. Mm -hmm. I feel like I started the year without a lot of direction on my goals, motivation. And I felt like that weekend was, it was just the opportunity to daydream and 
think creatively and use lots of different tools to set goals and be motivated. And I'm missing that right now. When we're talking about daydream, it's we're giving our brain a vacation. Uh-huh. I think as therapists and as supervisors, we think a lot about our clients and our supervisees in space and times that we're not necessarily working. Yeah. We're just thinking about it while we're driving or thinking about other times. And sometimes when we're away from our main clinical space is when we can be spurred by something else. It's something you see. Right. This year have started supervision as a group. Mm -hmm. Once a month, I'm having all my supervisees meet together. And they decided as a group that they wanted to use some of that time to talk about their career goals. That's great. And I'm really hopeful that it will be like daydreaming Mm -hmm. and they'll find motivation in that and they'll get like you said, like ha- jumping off points from one something one person said and like, oh, I could do this and right. that they'll each be excited about right. new ideas. A great idea. Kind of leads us to our next point, which is stress reduction. Uh-huh. How do you do this? How do you think daydreaming helps you with stress reduction? I think it might be one of my outside time. I know we've talked about it a lot uh-huh. on the uh-huh. podcast, but uh-huh. when I go on a walk or get out in our neighborhood and I'm outside, I think of different things, but I'm also, it brings down my like intensity. Like it's, uh-huh. oh, my brain got off on this other track. And because I was problem solving probably. And because I found some motivation, my stress level like decreases almost naturally. Like Uh it's just a like, oh yes, these other options are possible. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time now. I had a job where I had a horrible commute. Mm. It was really long and it was through a lot of construction. Oh, yeah. So it was also, it felt like a tense Tense drive. drive, But I realized when I stopped making that commute Mm -hmm. that I was using all that time in the car by myself to daydream and think. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. And I think the next position I held had almost no commute Mm -hmm. at all. And so I would, instantly I was home and dealing with people and Mm -hmm. things that needed to get done. And I would go, Oh, I I needed that time. Yeah. I realized I started really using it well and depending on it as a way to reduce stress. Right. Yeah. I think that's an important part. Now, also, my commute is really short. And so I will find different times or different ways to create some space for myself or I'm not interrupted by other thoughts or other Mm -hmm. things I need to attend to where it's more autopilot. Right. It's easy to get in that autopilot groove without Uh really thinking about it. Uh Heather, the fourth point in the article is empathy. Daydreaming helps to increase empathy. I think it's because your brain starts to think about the out, like others, like how is that person affected or what is that person doing? One time when I was in the store with one of my kiddos, they were really little, but just at that age where like everything they say is funny, like Uh talking about everything and had my daughter in the car and she was a very talkative toddler (laughs) And apparently the lady in line behind me was very mad about something. And so she spoke up and she goes, mom, hey, do you see that lady? Why is she so mad? And I was like, oh, ah, ah." (laughs) you know, and so later on in the car, we talked about all the reasons that lady could be mad and maybe how we don't talk in line so loudly. (laughs) But I I go to that example because I'm like, it was really a a moment of like, we had no idea what was upsetting that lady. It could just be because she was in line behind a lot of people. It could be anything, but getting to think about like, why was she mad? Maybe her feet hurt. Maybe she was in a hurry, you know, thinking of all the things. And it, again, you're back to brainstorming, problem solving, but you're thinking of others. You're thinking of what else needs Mm -hmm. to. The example the article gave focused on when we read a fiction book Mm -hmm. or watch something on TV or watch a movie that through watching those experiences and daydreaming and thinking about that and maybe putting ourselves in those positions Mm -hmm. or 
identifying with a character and thinking, I really like that character because what you relate to them mm-hmm. or you don't relate to them, mm-hmm. that all of those things build empathy. Right. That's a, actually a suggestion I make to parents sometimes when their child doesn't have a lot of empathy for other people is that they watch something as a family. And afterwards, you always talk about it a little bit right. anyway, but that you incorporate feelings words. Right. Like, how do you think that character was feeling at that moment? Mm -hmm. Or how would you have felt if you had been the main character and that happened to you? I do think that's an opportunity. It's it's a fun, playful way to build empathy. The final point in the article that we read this week was that daydreaming helps people to feel connected. Yes. I think when you are in that space, at least for me, when I go to that space, I might feel more connected because I relate, like you talked about with the show, or I relate to someone's story they've told me, oh yeah, I would have done the same thing or whoa, I wouldn't have done that at all. But I think that lets us like have, it builds connections at a level that aren't necessarily like real connections on the outside. Yeah, It's letting you build that connection with how someone else handle the problem or how some or, mm-hmm. or how you imagined it could be. Yeah. Recently, I think I was listening to a podcast about this, online dating. Mm-hmm. I never did any online dating. Me neither. So it feels foreign to me, mm-hmm. but that now given social distancing and COVID, right. that people who are trying to online date end up doing a lot of daydreaming more okay. than their actual true interaction with right. the person. They've hyped it up. Right. So the, And they're imagining it and picturing it. And in some ways, it's a real benefit. And in some ways, it's right. detrimental to the maybe the possibility of their relationship together. But I think that counselors do that with their supervisees or their clients as well. Mm-hmm. That we're not with them all the time. We're only right. with them an hour a week, maybe. But that we imagine what it's like home is like for them right. or what school is like for them or their job. Mm-hmm. And in that way we feel connected. Right. And I don't know, do you think, I think counselors or I'm sorry, clients and supervisees do that to their oh, absolutely. counselor or supervisor yes. Yes. that they have this imagination or mm-hmm. daydream about what it's like, mm-hmm. what they like to do. Right. What, and I think that these times that we're in with doing so many virtual sessions and we've gotten a little glimpse into yes. their homes, yes. it's like, it's good and it's different because it's like, oh, I didn't think that's what their house looked like. Yeah. Or, oh, I didn't think that's, that's what's, such a you good know. point. This week I had supervision. Usually I'm in my office, but I had a lot of things going on in my office and I decided to be at home. Right. And I did supervision for my kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so my supervisees could see the kitchen behind me and someone said, oh, I have that mixer. <laughs> yeah. And then we, for just a second, we had this conversation about, well, what do you use your mixer right. for? And the, their reaction to that discussion made me think that's right. what we were doing. They had right. been daydreaming about what does Sarah do in her kitchen? Right. And then to hear the things that I do or don't do, right. they went like, oh, this right. was a new side of Connection. me. Or new, right. Yeah. Very good. So. I think daydreaming is an important, powerful tool, and you can use it for problem solving, motivation, stress reduction, empathy, feeling connected to people. So, yeah. and we right now, I think we've got more than yes. the usual <laughs> amount of time and opportunity to do a little daydreaming. So we could all benefit from mm-hmm. that. Well, thanks for listening today to Supervision with a Vision.